13, it says, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, it will guide you into all truth. It will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Ghost will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself. Well, notice that he shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. In other words, the Holy Ghost will always speak truth. And he will show you things to come. In other words, the Holy Ghost will reveal the future. Give it to us in the NLT. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost will reveal the future. What is a vision? A vision is a glimpse into your future. A vision is a glimpse into your future. What is a vision? It's a glimpse into your destiny. A vision is a revelation of your God-given destiny. The Holy Ghost will tell you about your future. In Isaiah 46, 9 to 10... Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. Look at this. It says, remember the former things of old. I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Look at verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand, I will do all my pleasure. Now give it to me in the message translation. Look at this. Message, MSG. So from the beginning, telling you what the ending will be. You see that? The Holy Spirit will show you the end, what your life is going to be like. See, it showed me I was supposed to be a preacher. I was eight years old. When he asked me, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a pastor. And my uncle said, a pastor? I didn't even know what a pastor was. Because I was in an Anglican church. We don't call our, our leaders pastors. We call them reverends. We call them canons. We call them Bishops, archbishops, venerables. We don't call them pastor. And an eight-year-old boy, the Lord revealed to me my destiny. I was supposed to be a pastor. I didn't know what a pastor was. See, from the very beginning, telling you what the ending will be, all along letting you on what is going to happen. I'm showing you I'm in this for the long haul. I'll do exactly what I set out to do. In other words... God is letting you know that I am committed to your destiny, to its fulfillment. When you find out God's vision for your life, you found out what God is committed to. See, your vision or God's vision for your life is more important to God than it is to you. I'm going to say it again. Your vision or God's vision for your life is more important to God than it is to you. So you need to get the vision God has for you from the Holy Spirit. See, what is a vision? A vision is God's blueprint for your life. A vision is God's blueprint for your life. I want us to see something in the, in the book of Isaiah. We're going to read Isaiah 14, 24 to 28, 27. Isaiah 14, 24 to, 20, to 27. And um, I want to read 24, first of all, in King James. Then we'll transition to the message translation to 27. So the Lord of hosts has sworn, watch this, God is swearing, 
saying, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, as I propose, so shall it stand. Now, God is swearing that the way I plan it is the way it's going to happen. All right? And that's where I believe the man of God got his statements. He said, God's plan has no possibility of failure. God's plans have no possibility of failure. So when you're following God's plan, success is inevitable. When you're following God's plan, success is inevitable. I can remember my pastor, how his father would come to the office to talk him out of being a minister. His father would come and talk him out. But he, he stayed with the vision. Today they are successful. You see, there are a lot of people who are called into ministry, they are looking at the current difficulty. But you hear me, the difficulty is only a test. See, whether you qualify for the greatness ahead. See, if you run away from the difficulty, God cannot trust you with a comfort, with a greatness ahead. See, the reason why many people don't fulfill their calling is fear and selfishness. The fear of man, the fear of dying, the fear of lack. You see that? They are afraid. They are afraid of what people see about him. They are ashamed of their calling. Shame is rooted in fear. Worry is rooted in fear. That's why many are not answering the call. There are many men of God today that are successful all around the world. They were mocked. But they went through that test. That test. I'm talking to someone that is called of God and you're struggling. There's a test. You will go through that. If you will not go through that test, there's no way God can trust you. Mm-mm. There's no way God can trust you. Now, that brings to my mind the scripture here. We'll come back here. And um, it's something Jesus said. He said um, in Luke 22, verse 28. Now, listen to this. It says, Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. They went through the challenges with Jesus, all the, 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 the adversity he went through. The word here also means adversity. He had day which I continue with me in my, my adversity. Watch what he said. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father has appointed unto me. You see that? Jesus said, because you followed me in the challenges I went through, I will appoint you a kingdom as my father appointed me. Then he says, watch this, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the 12th time of Israel. So Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you shall be glorified with me. So if you don't want the challenges, you're not qualified for the glory. And that's why every calling at the very first phase, there will be challenges. That's where you pass the test of the honor that is coming. If you refuse to sacrifice, you are disqualified for the honor that is coming. Let's go back to Isaiah 14, 24 again. 
God says, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, surely as I thought, so shall it come to pass, as I propose, so shall it stand. Now give it to me in the message translation. I want you to see this. God of the angel army speaks. When the Bible speaks of the Lord of hosts, it's referring to God when he's going to war. All right? When God is going to war, it's called the Lord of hosts. Host means armies. When God is coming with his armies. And he has sworn, as I propose, so shall it be. So God is saying that I am willing to fight for the vision I gave you so it's fulfilled. See, when you realize that this is what God has called you to do, and you follow it, God will fight. He will, I'm telling you, he will kill anyone if necessary to see that you fulfill that vision. I want that to soak. I want that to soak. God of the angel army speaks. Exactly as I planned, it will happen. Following my blueprints, it will take shape. I remember when Bishop David Abel was in the north, he was troubled by some people. And one time, somebody came to him to threaten him. And Bishop spoke and said, in seven days, you will die. Think about that. The man came to apologize. He said, they sent me. I'm not the one that said it. See, if you understand how important your destiny is to God, how important, how important it is. He says, exactly as I planned, God is swearing it will happen. Following my blueprint will take shape. So all you just follow the plan. What did he tell you to do? Follow it. Follow it. We have seen God do things in our little experience with God. See, in our little experience with God, we have seen God do things. Because he swore that our destiny will feel just follow it to take shape. It will take care of anything that has to be taken care of. See that? It will take care of anything that has to be taken care of. That's God for you. Verse 25. It says, I will shatter the Assyrian who trespasses my land and stomp him into the death on my mountains. I will ban his taking and making of slaves and leave the widow of oppression from all, all shoulders. And it's taken of Israel now. Verse 26. It said, this is a plan, plan for the whole earth. This is the hand that will do it, reaching into every nation. See, there is no global ministry that God is not involved. There is no global ministry that God is not involved. If you want to have an international business, an international ministry, an international career, then realize that the Holy Ghost should be your partner. We know of the man called Dr. David Yongucho. He used to be called Paul Yongucho. He befriended the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a senior partner. And by the grace of God, he grew the world's largest church. Are you aware that in his, in his church, when you come for his Sunday service, the first service of their seven services, they will beg you not to wait for the next day that you should go home so they can have people in. And sometimes they tell you, don't, please don't bother to come next week because there's no space. Think of a church that when a pastor is released from their ministry, they give him 5,000 members as a gift. Think about that. See, because he worked with the Holy Spirit, you need to realize that the Holy Ghost is your senior partner. Follow that plan. 
when Ananias and Sapphira lied to Peter, you know what happened. You know what happened. When Ananias and Sapphira lied to Peter, they dropped down there because they were dealing with the Holy Spirit. So you've not lied to men but to the Holy Spirit. See, you've not lied to men but to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. See, in verse 47, look at this. God of the angel armies has planned it. Who can cancel such plans? It is the hand that has reached out. Who could brush it aside? The God of the angel armies. See, the Holy Ghost shows you God's plan for your life. When you find it, know that God has sworn that this plan, anybody that will not help you fulfill it, that will see that it frustrates you, I will curse him that curses you, and I'll bless him that blesses you. So the path to your success is to just find that plan. In Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3, here's a man called Abram. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, get out of your country. And from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land I will show thee. Now, this man is with his family. Normally, in those days, you live with your family. You grew in your family business. But God says, Abraham, come out of the family business. Verse 2, God says, and I'll make of you a great nation. You see that? You cannot be great without divine help. And I'll bless thee. And I'll make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Now, look at this. Verse 3 now. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. See, because God's plan is so important. God will do anything to protect his plan. God will do anything to see that plan come to pass. And cause him that caused thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You see that? There is a commitment that God has to his plan. When you find that plan, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters in Christ, God is all out to see that that plan happens. In verse 10, let's look at some part of the scriptures to prove it to you that how God is committed to that plan. And there was a famine in that land, and Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was very grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter Egypt, that he said unto Sarai, Why, behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore shall come to pass when Egyptians shall see thee, they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray that thou art my sister, and it shall be well with thee for my with me for, for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Verse 14. And it came to pass that when the when Abraham was coming to Egypt, the, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. The princess also of, of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abraham well for her sake, and he had sheep, Pharaoh gave him sheep. And oxen, and he asses, and men servants, and men servants, and she asses and camels. Then they gave him cars, and um, they gave him trucks. Now, camels are like trailers in our day. They gave him trailers or trucks, large trucks. They gave him oxen. See, it's giving him tractors and, and, and sheep and, and asses and servants. Well, guess what happened, verse 17. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. Now watch this. When God called Abraham, he called Abraham that through Abraham he will bring a seed. And God is for marriage. See that? So now when Pharaoh takes away Sarai, God's plan will not be fulfilled. 
Because the seed will come from Sarai. And that's why you need to marry according to God's plan for your life. So, what did God do? God went to plague Pharaoh and his house with great plagues. That's why when a father makes a mistake, a curse comes on his children. God plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. You see that? Look at verse 18. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is it that thou hast done unto me? Why is thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Next. It says, Why, has, why says thou she is my sister? So I might have taken her uh, to me to wife. What did you take her for? You might, you might have taken her. You took her before. Now, therefore, behold, now take thy wife, behold thy wife, take her and go away. You see that? And he sent him away. And, he, and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning me, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. So you can see that God, because he's committed to that plan, plagued Pharaoh and his house. When you follow God's plan for your life, God is committed to you. He's willing to do anything to anyone that will hinder that plan. Let me read you two, two more scriptures. Genesis 20. Let's read from verse 1. Genesis 20, verse 1. All right. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shor, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of his wife, of Sarai, is Sarai's wife, she is my sister, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream, watch this, and said to him, Behold, thou art a dead man. I said, when it comes to God's vision, God's plan, see, find it. If God tells you to go into politics, go, he will keep you safe. If God tells you to go into business, go into, he will do any, he will take down anyone because that plan, is integrity, is thrown, is tied to that plan. You see? So that's why you need to take that plan very seriously. What has God told you to do? Apostle God told me to, to go to Ghana, to go to Ghana. And Apostle, I don't know anybody. Leave that to God. Leave that to God. He says, hear, hear this. God came to Abimelech a dream by night and said to him, God appeared to the man and said, Behold, thou art a dead man. He said, I will kill you. He says, you are a dead man. In other words, you brought death on yourself. See, for, 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 for the woman which thou hast taken, for she's a man's wife. Look at verse 4. He says, but Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, why, would thou also slay a righteous nation? Next. He says, said he not unto me, she's my sister, and she even herself said he is my brother, in integrity of my heart and innocence of my heart have I done this. Next. And God said unto him in a dream, yea, I know that thou didst this in integrity of thy heart, for I also will tell thee from sin against me. Therefore, suffered I did not to touch her. Next. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. And he will pray for thee, and thou shalt live. If thou restore her not, hear what he said, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are dying. So you can see that when it comes to God's plan, following that plan, that's a place, that's the safest place on earth. Being in the center of God's will is the safest place on earth. See that? It's the safest place. God will take care of you. He will take care of your father. He will take care of your mother. See, God blessed a lot because of Abraham. God rescued a lot because of Abraham. See, because when you follow that plan, you are actually spreading a circle of blessing and a circle of protection over your family members. Because for your sake, for your sake, God will keep them safe. 
And that's why you need to enter into the plan. Enter into the plan. I'll never forget one time the call my mother collapsed or whatever happened to her. I said she will not die. Why was I sure? I am in God's plan. You see that? I am in God's plan. When Kenny Higgins' father-in-law was supposed to die, and the Lord told him, he said he told the Lord to give him two more years so that he can prepare his wife before her father would die. And God gave the man two more years so that he started preparing the wife, that the father would soon go home, preparing the wife before the man left home. Because if the, if the father died suddenly, it would affect emotionally, which would affect Kenny Higgins. See, God is committed to your well-being if you are in God's plan. God is so committed, he will do anything. So long as you are committed to that plan. Child of God, there are many other scriptures I could show you. Even when Laban was going after Jacob. Because God told Jacob to go back to his homeland. And Laban was going to attack him to kill him. God warned him. He said, don't speak to Jacob either good or bad. He warned him. Why? Because Jacob was in God's plan. God told him to go back home. See, when you find God's vision for your life, you unlock provision for your life. The resources are made available. Because when the vision is clear, the resources will appear. Then, when you find God's vision for your life, you actually open the door to divine protection. See, the center of God's will is the safest place on earth. I rest my kiss. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I want you to just talk to God for a moment. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fessor, Visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Borough Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.